This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Leave a review. Uh, download. Tell your friends. It's all good. Yeah, we've got nothing but time, so listen to podcasts. <laughs> we are we are sitting far away from each other, we as are. is custom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to start by just getting this out of the way. Okay. Uh, next week is Jeopardy week. Oh, yeah. I assume the uh, Jeopardy party you invited me to is canceled? It is canceled. <laughs> uh, it'll now be me and maybe my parents Aww. and my kids who will poop during the show, mm-hmm. and then I will have to leave. Sure. Just to cl- take care of that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I did see, a, uh, now I'm stalking all the other contestants too, because we're all part of like a special club. Oh, sure. That, you know, you know. Uh, but one of them had a virtual party. I was like, oh, that's an interesting take. I wonder if I could pull that off. Do I don't think I could. with to the... constitute a virtual no. party? Um, and in... I have kids around and I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's. you and me Skyping? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but it's on Wednesday. So yep. if you are home, cause you know, you have nowhere you else to go. Be. You will be, uh, watch on Wednesday and, and, and hope no one's press conference <laughs> interrupts it. <laughs> you can look online oh, for the time in your city. If it's like during final jeopardy and it's like, boop, 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 breaking news. And then we never know. And it's like a Trump insult for something unrelated. It's uh-huh. like, son of a. And legally, could you tell us what happened? Uh, no. <laughs> Actually, uh, I didn't sign anything. I could say whatever I want, but I won't. No, don't. Um, but I will tell you this. It was super fun today. Today's Friday. Um, because I know who won today's game because that person was present during my day of taping. Oh. And so like all week I've been like, I know this person wins. I wonder what went down because there were shenanigans that we like, not bad shenanigans. Oh. Just like, I know something weird happened in that game. But she wasn't telling us, and the producers weren't going to tell us. What were the shenanigans? The shenanigans that we learned was, like, she didn't win a lot of money. I wonder what happened on Friday. Interesting. And I finally figured it out today for the first time. And I'm like, oh, like, everyone just had a really bad game. That was really oh, all it was. okay. And everyone missed at the end. And it's oh, like, oh. that's sad. Yeah, but uh, she was sweet. But, like, yeah. So it's interesting because I'm like, I will now know a full uh-huh. week's worth of everyone who played. It was very interesting. Oh, so, wow. So cool. Dude, this so is all I have going for my life. So, um, if you um, haven't mentioned our Patreon, um, my husband Mikey and I have been doing a series. I think we have maybe five episodes out now. There's a bunch that we are watching movies about people being trapped together or trapped <laughs> in a place um, and doing a podcast about it. They've been, we've really run the gamut. We've done like Biodome, we've done Alien, uh, we did Daylight, which is a bad Sylvester Stallone movie. Um, <laughs> the most recent one we did. What did we do? Oh, it was Escape Room. And that's the latest one that went up. And we were both enormously drunk. So I'm really sorry about that. I don't that. listen to any of these. I put them up. It's probably a good idea. Okay. You don't. I Like, literally, my no- I, you know, we write notes <laughs> during the movie. And I kept writing, I love this movie, like, every fourth note. Because I liked Escape Room so nice. much. Um, but most recently, we did Alien last night. And we were, like, each had a drink. So oh we God. were a little bit in better shape. Um, but those yeah. are all for Patreon only. Yeah. So if you want to listen to those bonus episodes, just give a dollar. Oh, and I got more, our, three, um, three. our stickers in. <gasps> so for, I think, $3 donors, yeah. um, we will send you a vinyl sticker of our logo. Do it. Um, and I put one on my laptop. I'm feeling very cool about that. Um, so, yeah, get up in there. All right. All right. Let's do this. Let, let me start with this story because I think it'll underlie so much of the stuff we have to talk about. Here's a question that is worth asking. Can the government force a church to shut down 
during the pandemic. Because in Michigan, Governor Gretchen Whitmer said, you know, no large gatherings, but churches are exempted from the rules. And I'm not looking at anything here. I think she paraphrased it. I'm paraphrasing it. She said something like, well, you know, church-state separation. I can't tell a church what to do, which... In one, on one hand, sounds reasonable Like she thought about it and said, it's not my place to tell them not to do it, even though I'm urging everyone not to gather. While other states, uh, a number of them have said, no, no gatherings of more than 10 people. That includes churches. Right. No exemptions. Uh, they haven't like come, they won't come after you or anything, sure. or they haven't said what they're going to do, but they're just kind of making clear. No, there are no special exemptions to this because the virus doesn't care who you are, or what you're doing. Yeah. I'm not sure that separation of church and state applies here because it's not as if she's saying, okay, Christians, you can't, right. You can't do this, but, but Buddhists, you can. I think that if they say no gatherings of 10 or more people or whatever, that is all encompassing. Because, I mean, it is similarly, they can't necessarily come into my house and say you can't have 10 people in my house, but right. they can make suggestions to help people <laughs> not die. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. And here we do have an answer to this question. Oh. And the answer is yes, the government can absolutely shut down a church yeah. in the middle of a pandemic for exactly the reason you said, as long as they're not singling out right. a particular denomination or a, a type of religion or anything. Yes, they can. It's the same reason the church can say you have to have visible, I'm sorry, the government can say you have to have exit signs that are visible and lit oh. in your building. Yeah. You have to sense. have a fire extinguisher. You have to have like, here's the capacity. The mm-hmm. fire department says no more than 250 people in this building. We don't care what you're doing. Concert right. hall, church, doesn't matter. Right. Um, they're allowed to do that because you're a building in their community mm-hmm. and they got to be concerned about the public welfare. Right. Doesn't matter what you're saying in there, what you're doing in there. Mm-hmm. By the same logic, uh, this is according to a, a professor, uh, it doesn't matter who, he <laughs> just said policies don't violate religious freedom laws if they're created in order to save people's lives, yeah. as long as those restrictions are neutral and applicable to everybody. And that's important to know. So remember uh, several years ago, Barack Obama said all employers have to provide comprehensive health insurance for their companies. Right. Hobby Lobby and their evangelicals were like, we don't want to because women might get rights, something uh. like that. And the Supreme Court said, yes, what Obama's administration was saying is unfair to your religious views. It's a horrible decision, but that's what they said. It's unfair to your religious views. It goes too far, so you don't have to comply with that rule, something like that. But in this case, for the pandemic, for the government to say or a governor to say no one can gather, we have a virus going around, that is would not be like on the line and which side are you on? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. This is a pretty clear cut. They're doing it for public safety. Yes. And it's not about religion. It's not intrusive on your religion and in a way that's unconstitutional. It's not any one religion or any one person. It's literally just like trying to save lives. Right. So to Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan or any other government official, the uh, this needs to be clear to them and their staff, which is, yes, you can don't give churches leeway here. You can say no large gatherings for anybody. Right. And there are no uh, breaks, no right. perks, just because you happen to be a religious institution. So I just want to get that out of the way, since that will play a role in a bunch of these other stories. Yeah, I feel like we're going to be pretty heavy on COVID stories because <laughs> that's sort of all that's happening right so now. Let's talk about who's breaking that rule already. Jerry <laughs> Falwell Jr., <laughs> <laughs> I I knew that they were planning on reopening Liberty University, yeah. but 
and then I heard maybe they wouldn't. So I'm very excited to hear what they're <laughs> what they decided to do. I, I believe we talked about this last time because he called a parent a dummy. When Correct. the parents said, why are you thinking about opening the school? I have three kids who go there. I pay tuition. And he's like, whatever. They're not, they're not doing what you think they're doing, dummy. Um, so anyway, Falwell has, so re- <laughs> he has reopened. <laughs> but here's kind of what they said. You do have to stand apart social distancing on campus. They're not having lectures. But he did invite kids back to the dorms, thinking if they're in their dorms, they'll be safe, which you've never seen a dorm before. No. Even at Liberty, where it's not co-ed. But also... That's nothing new with anything, Hammond. No, it doesn't. I'm just saying, like, but even if you're, like, with a bunch of guys you're, and you're all straight, like, you're all still going to hang out. What else are you going to do? You're not going to stay in your dorm and do nothing. Wait, wait, What are we wait, talking about wait, anymore? What are you talking about? I have no idea. Are you saying I'm that saying if they're on Jerry campus, Falwell thinks that COVID is an STD? No, no, no. I'm saying he wants people separated, but if you invite them all back to their dorm and just, like, stay in your dorm room, that's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. They're going to get together and chat and do whatever it is people do in college. Meet in the room. common room. Have right. a guitar circle. Like, play hacky sack. Yes, exactly. We have <laughs> I went very to college different, in 1978. <laughs> yeah, we have very different college experiences. Um, but he invited kids back to the dorm. Not yeah. a lot have come, but many have. They have their cafeteria open, which should be interesting in general. They have faculty members who are told to come back to school and hold office hours. Like, all of this is happening. Office hours for the kids. Where I went to college, a professor's office was like, like... Eight by ten square feet. Like <laughs> right. nobody is keeping six feet, six feet, of, feet away yep, from yep. each other. Yep. Um, he said, Falwell said, I think we have a responsibility to our students who paid to be here, who want to be here, who love it here, to give them the ability to be with their friends, to continue their studies, dot dot dot. Um, ninety-nine percent of them are not at the age to be at risk and they don't have conditions that put them at risk. Hey, which, the youngest person ever just died of COVID in um Los Angeles, it was a child. I don't know how old uh-huh. they were, but not not younger than college age, I bet. Right. And again, the issue is not, I'm not necessarily worried about all those college students dying of COVID-19. It's that if they have the symptoms, they're going to go back home at some point. Yeah. They're going to see their elderly relatives and people know that. And by the way, some of the students who are in a position where they can speak, have spoken out and said, this is a horrible idea. Mm-hmm. Um, good on them, but also, like, you could do something more than just write an angry medium post. <laughs> um, there was an English professor, Mary Beth Davis Baggett, who, again, English professor at Liberty, who published an essay um, that was published through Religion News Service, uh, Wire Service, saying the Board of Trustees at Liberty needs to override Falwell and, and tell them not to come back. Was this his singular decision? Or more or less, who I mean, informs it's, him. the school basically functions that way. If he wants it, he'll get it gotcha. almost, yeah, almost without a problem. Uh, by the way, she's able to speak out because she's leaving Liberty at the end of the year. So, what are <laughs> they going to do? Fire her? No. Um, so, Falwell says now, I mean, he is following state law, he is limiting in person meetings. But again, when you put that many people together in one spot, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, the it's people are going to be close to each a other. Bad idea. So and dorms, they're gross. Right, right, Even right. if you have a clean dorm, it's disgusting. And they're <laughs> the all, cleanest dorm is I mean, disgusting. Best case scenario, I think the nicest quote unquote big quotes nicest dorm at Ball State. They had like 
two two-person rooms that shared a bathroom between four of them. Yep. And that's best case scenario. I had one of those ones. Did you? Yeah. So when I was living in the dorms, it was always communal bathrooms. That's I had that too at one point. Everyone's going to die there. Yeah. And I don't want people to die. I know I'm very mean to Jerry <laughs> Falwell. I do not want his students or their families to die. Yeah, and you care about his students more than he does. Apparently. So I, I also don't get the logic here. If they get sick, it looks bad at the school. Yep. If they can't pay tuition, it looks it's not good for his bottom line. I, I mean, I, it, I the do weirdest thing is Liberty has one of the most robust online learning Really? Things in the country, like it's University of Phoenix online and like Liberty, they do more online teaching. I, I think that's we're talking six figures in terms of number wow. of students enrolled in that. They could do it online right. if they wanted to. But he Falwell is saying no. Well, and even if they didn't have that infrastructure set up, like the last few weeks, we've seen teachers in, in schools Figure that shit out really fast because it's necessary. Yeah, so exactly, he has no excuse. Yeah. No excuse. So that's liberty for you. And again, he does this all the time, where he makes unilateral decisions that even kids at Liberty are like, "This is a horrible idea," but they can't do anything about it because, like, dude, you chose to go there, or your parents chose for you to go there. What are you going to do? It's almost like having a unilaterally powerful idiot in charge <laughs> isn't going to go well. It seems like it never works. <laughs> um, Let's, while we're on the subject of politics, let me bring this up, too, because I don't want to miss this. In Pennsylvania, a Republican state representative, Stephanie Borowitz, she filed a bill this week, which is pointless, Mm -hmm. which says she calls on everybody to pray and not eat. Why? All right, fine. It's a useless resolution. It's not a binding law or anything. It's just silly. But... I want you to hear some of the stuff she wrote. It's uh, called A State Day of Humiliation, Fasting, and Prayer. Humiliation, humiliation. not humility? The humiliation as a form of uh, humility. But she just hum- got the word wrong, didn't she? I, I think it's grammatically right, but it, it does accurately describe it. I've never heard of the word it. humiliation used other than <laughs> But I want to I read somebody. some of the whereas clauses in here. Whereas the House of Representatives devoutly recognizes the supreme authority and just government of Almighty God in all the affairs of men and of nations, uh, some dot, 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 recognize the sublime truth announced in the Holy Scriptures and proven by all history that those nations only are blessed whose God is the Lord. Dot, dot, dot. Awful calamity of the pandemic, which now desolates this commonwealth, may be but a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sins to the needful end of our national reformation as a whole people. God is punishing us for our sins. And also she says, whereas, but we have forgotten God. Oh. It goes on like this for a while. So how does she explain the church outbreaks is my question. Uh, clearly those are liberal conspiracies. Oh, I forgot. But the issue here is she's basically using the virus as an excuse to shove her faith on everybody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that name sounds familiar too, Stephanie Borowitz. And I'm like, where have I heard her name before? The and the Borowitz reason, report? no, oh. the reason I knew her specifically, the legislator, is because almost exactly a year ago, uh, there was a special election in Pennsylvania for a state house seat, and the person who won was the first Muslim person to be sworn into state government. Uh So this was the day that the Muslim representative was going to be sworn in. And that was a big deal for a lot of reasons, right? 
on that day where that woman's family was in the audience because they all wanted to watch this historic moment, oh. Borowitz gave an invocation that was basically there were 13 mentions of Jesus in I 90 seconds. This. It sounded just like the resolution I just read you. Uh-huh. It's like this is a Christian nation. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, like that sort of there. thing. To the point where that Muslim representative said to reporters, like, I expected to face discrimination, quote, but I did not think it would come on the actual day of my swearing in, Jesus. unquote. Wow. So that woman who basically ruined it her colleague's big day by shoving Jesus at everyone did it again through a resolution and it, it may not pass or it might, but it doesn't have any teeth to it or anything. Is the house even in session right now? Uh, That one is, there are, there are some houses that are in session, but doing things electronically or trying to pass some stuff. But again, it's just like, this is what her priority is. This is the thing she thought, I have to file yeah, this I, bill right now. I am a person who actually has power that I could actually do something tangible, and here's how I'm going to use it. Mm-hmm. Being and useless. Again, this is a plea for anybody, especially in states like Pennsylvania, where they are. there are so many swing districts where you could run. It's so tempting to think, well, I'm not good enough to run, or I don't know what I'm doing. This woman this won. Did. And look at how useless she is. Yeah. Like, please consider running if you share good values. Probably not in 2020. It might be a little late for you in 2020. Maybe, but, but you can get a head start. right around the corner. I was just reading, we talked about Marie Newman winning her uh, primary race in Illinois. Oh, yeah, yeah. Progressive candidate against excited. a conservative Democrat. She mm-hmm. won. But I was reading that, I mean, she ran in 2018 and lost the primary, mm-hmm. but barely. Um, but what she did is as soon as she lost, she kind of steps back like right after losing and instead of wallowing in that just kind of like okay what the hell did i screw up and Mm -hmm. part of it was saying you know what i didn't do enough outreach to this community or that community i didn't have a field team or Mm -hmm. volunteers knocking on doors in this part where i feel like i could have gotten a lot of votes Mm -hmm. and basically this time around she spent that time saying this is what i would do differently And it happened. Good for her. You know, so it's like, yeah, you should run. And if you lose, you'll learn a lot and you can use that in Mm -hmm. the future. So consider running because this is the type of person who runs and wins. Yeah. And it is insanity. (sighs) Do you want to talk about a drowning? Oh, God. Yeah, it's sad. Okay. This happened. There is, you know, the Creation Museum in Kentucky. I do. There is a cheap knockoff version by another creationist. Uh, this is called Dinosaur Adventureland. It is... Dinosaur Adventureland? Dinosaur Adventureland. Where is it? Uh, I have to go look this up because the, the location is in the middle of nowhere. Repton, Alabama. <laughs> yep. And so this is run by Kent Hovind, who is also longtime creationist. He's been around forever if you followed any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It, but it, he posts videos of the place all the time. It really looks like some guy bought some cheap land where there is a pond, there is space, and then basically put up a bunch of shacks <laughs> where he's like, this is my exhibit on why the fossil record is fictional. And here's my RV. And <laughs> it's also a makeshift exhibit of sorts. Oh, this and man just, is a serial killer luring <laughs> children into his clutches. It's the tiger documentary on Netflix, but like minus the tigers. God, that's so fun. Have you watched it? I tried. I couldn't get it. Oh my I don't God, care about this it's guy so good. They're all villains. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm obsessed. Yeah. The, imagine that guy without the tigers and it's, well, and all the other drama. Yeah. I don't even know why I'm comparing the two. Because they're Southern. The other guy's sure, in Oklahoma. Sure, that works. Yeah. So anyway, 
here's the sad part I was getting to. This place is so low budget, low key everything uh-huh. that when you enter this crappy museum, there is a sign that basically says you are entering here at your own risk. Which, Ooh. why would I need it when I'm going to a park with, like, an RV exhibit yeah. for why creation is true? Yeah, that, hold on one sec. Dottie knows. <laughs> and so they don't have, they don't have life jackets. They don't have a lifeguard, but they do have a pond. And basically, without getting too morbid about this. Is it like a swimming pond or just a looking pond? There, I, I believe people can swim if they want to. Is it a to. watering hole? <sighs> People swim in it. Swim in the hole? Yeah, they do. And basically, a family of five kids were there last week or two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And at some point, they realized they couldn't find their other boy. He had drowned. Okay, really sad. It's awful. How old was he? Uh, Nine. Seven. He was seven. He was a twin. Um, And so it, it appears to be an accident. Um... There's no indication the family is going to sue Hovind or the attraction. Uh, but part of the reason I bring it up Why is the park though? is uninsured. <gasps> Everyone enters at their own risk. Uh, Aren't there laws about this? I don't... Like, un- if you have a property where you let people pay to come on your property, you have to be insured, right? Or, like, have somebody sign off and make sure, like, there's not just naked electric wires An everywhere? An article that I read that came about when he opened the place a couple years ago, said the place was uninsured. Um, in any case, Ken Hovind final. there was one article in a local paper, like I had to find my way through a paywall to find any information on this because it wasn't news that was getting out anywhere. Uh-huh. And that's the only reason I knew about this. And Kent Hovind basically finally responded publicly about this earlier this week and this bothered me a lot more than even an accident that happens because accidents do happen sure instead of saying here's my sympathies for the family or here's what we're going to do differently from here on out um i'm going to quote you what he said on his show uh, he has a show he has a it's a like youtube live stream basically every day uh but he said it's true Whatever, what the reporting was, there was an accidental drowning, and then, quote, there was a family with five kids, twin seven-year-olds, all playing in the lake together. The water was three feet deep. Suddenly, the dad noticed that Stephen, the seven-year-old, was gone. He had apparently slipped on the dock and hit his head. Nobody saw. Oh, buddy. Um, dot, dot, I'm going to paraphrase for a bit. Like, someone there tried to give him CPR. They took him to the hospital. He didn't make it. And then, here's what Kent Hovind says after that. Yeah, I mean, it's just too late. We don't know what happened. Anyway, the kids had a blast here, and the dad wants to bring all the kids back and loves the place. What did you just say to me? Yeah. The kids had a blast. Their brother died. Yeah. And then he mocked a guy on Twitter who criticized Kent Hovind for making, quote, the family... Ken Hovind saying, like, yeah, this guy on Twitter with a with a name that I'm going to mock said something about, like, make the family feel bad that their boy drowned. Well, take this Twitter person. Like, he basically oh, did a Trump press conference oh where it's God. like someone asks a substantial question. You're a bad reporter. That's yeah, what I think. and I'm just going to make fun of you. Like, I knew he's not. I know he's not smart. I didn't realize he was Fuck, this heartless. Dude, that's rough yeah and not even heartless in the way of like well the kids in heaven now and blah blah, blah. Yeah. like not even that that's kind typical of thing, christian we, heartlessness yeah. in that, is, that situation that is very much the um 
Aside from that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? That is exactly <laughs> the comment. Yep, that's right. <sighs> Yikes. Yeah. Wow, I, that's rough stuff. I haven't heard anything else about the family or if they're going to do anything about it or if they what Kent Hovind so. said is true. I don't even know if they're like, yeah, everything else was great. Um, I don't know if that's accurate. They should genuinely sue him personally. Uh, you can't you can't have this in an amusement park and let kids play in a pond and just be like, I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah. Kids have never drowned before. Did you know I was drowned when I was two? Really? Mm-hmm. I uh, fell off. A, I was in, I think, upstate New York with my mom's side of the family. And I fell off a dock into the water. Yeah. And my cousin, who is six years older than me, so that would have made her eight or so, um, jumped in and saved me. My mom and her sisters were off somewhere not paying attention to the... Tra- and I was one of the younger, like, the second youngest sibling, or a cousin, rather. Yeah. Um, anyway, she, like, came up and was like, Jessica! This is something they still make fun of her for, <laughs> for how upset she was over saving her tiny baby cousin. Oh, my God. My family's rough, man. Aww. But it's a story we tell almost every wedding. <laughs> <laughs> What is wrong with my family? Doesn't yes. that inform a lot about who I am? Yes, it does. <laughs> <sighs> what other horrible thing do you want to talk about? God. One um, day we're going to have good news. I doubt One it. One day. Can we talk about um, the abortion rights stuff that's happening yeah. here? Um, yikes. It's been some really rough stuff. So um, to start with, a lot of places, um, Texas, Mississippi, Ohio, are, um, officials are arguing that abortion is an elective procedure. An elective procedure. So now at this point, um, because of COVID, because of this emergency we're all living in, elective procedures are canceled, postponed, postponed, whatever. If for no other reason, just the supplies that they have, the masks, the, the, uh, what are they called? PPE? Yeah. Personal protection equipment? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so in light of that, the officials in Texas, Mississippi, Ohio, shocking that it's those three states... Um, they, they're calling abortion an elective procedure that should be halted so that masks, gloves, which are in short supply can be preserved for health workers on the front lines of the pandemic. Um, Texas attorney general Ken Paxton said that the truth is abortion for the most part is elective, an elective procedure that can be done later. Yeah. (laughs) At which point he will try to stop it as well, by the way. Do you want to look at the legislation you've been trying to ask because you trying to pass because you are the one who is making abortion like a time crunch? I saw somewhere I didn't have this ready for the podcast in time because I saw it right before I came here. But basically, there was a legislator who said, I'm paraphrasing again, praise coronavirus because her state. What, what, do you have that? I do. Look what at is this who is fun, that? Uh, her name is Kathleen Wall. Uh, she's a Texas Republican at the in the 22nd district um and a texas state republican executive committee on the um and she posted this nothing there's there are a few things i hate more than pro anti-choice imagery because it's always like deeply unsettling so this one is always like here's a bat to bludgeon a like four-year-old child with and they're like this is is abortion." abortion yeah this one is a woman holding her pregnant um belly and there's that a, woman is going into birth like right now. Yeah, she is nine and a half months which pregnant, which is not what most abort like. Right, but by they far. overlaid a uh, an ultrasound on her tummy, oh, so you could see the fetus inside. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I'm not an expert on uh, prenatal care, but I don't think the fetus is like 
in a rocket, <laughs> like in a boat, like it's lying on its back. Isn't it yeah. upside down for most of Pretty the gestation? Um, anyway, what the fuck do I know? I'm so not. What did some, she say? What did she, she say? said? Thanks to the leadership of the Office of Gre- Governor Greg Abbott and Texas Attorney, blah, 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 um, COVID nineteen will save more lives than it takes. Hashtag pro life. <laughs> fuck this God. cunt. I swear <laughs> to fucking God, these people Jeez. are evil. I. I can't, I can't, I can't. They don't care about actual deaths from the virus because abortion is down. That's their excuse for everything, by the way. Like, ah, who cares about this virus, the stem cell research? As long as we are stopping abortion, who cares what stem cell research could do? Well, it's funny because I see a lot of people accusing liberals, leftists, Democrats of like cheering on COVID because it is showing how incompetent Trump is, which I, I think you is, didn't need the virus. for No, that. no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Um, and a, that's not true. And B, that is the thing. Like the thing that Trump does is like, he accuses everything of the thing he's everybody of the thing he's guilty of. Yeah. Like these people are cheering on this virus so they can limit abortions because they think preserving a clump of cells is more important than somebody's human mother or brother or child or grandmother is less important. I always think this and then I come back to my senses because I know it's never going to happen, but it's like, wow, this virus really exposes the pro-life hypocrisy. And like, it never does. No, it never does. Because nothing ever does. Can we talk about, I didn't have this in my notes, but can we talk about, um, who is the guy from Texas who said that grandparents would be happy to die for oh right uh, for the economy? I don't remember who that was, but I got I got you. a text from my dad and he's like, "Just for the record, I'm not willing to die for the Dow Jones." <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know. I understand boomers are all happily marching to their graves, so I don't know what y'all are complaining about. You had good lives." Yes, it Lieutenant is, Governor Dan Patrick. Yes, yep. Lieutenant Governor. Lieutenant Governor, not even like some no one Congressperson. Right, right. Um. Yeah, that is, I retweeted a tweet that was like, God, what was it? It's something like, sometimes you have to die for the economy isn't the GOP slogan I was expecting, but I appreciate their candor. <laughs> candor. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it really, it's, oh my God. There were two tweets I saw about the virus that I'm like, I still think about them every day so far. Uh-huh. And I can't remember who made them or when they were made, mm-hmm. but they've stuck with me. One is... If there is a baby boom in nine months, they will all be firstborns because everyone with kids is going insane right now. Little kids. Yeah. And the other one was, I can't wait for this to be over so I can keep doing this, but you all go outside. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that describes my life perfectly. Um, I was having some real, forgive the term, come to Jesus moments about like, <laughs> I don't know that my life has changed all that much. And that's pretty alarming. Like as somebody who works remotely... And I can As still, someone who works from home, I'm like, my life has changed dramatically. Well, you have human children. Yes. Even my dog is kind of being an all- asshole lately. <laughs> she started wetting the carpet randomly, and I'm like, you don't even know what's going on. Where do you, what do you, what do you have to be anxious about, idiot dog? I feel like I want to start a fight with anyone who's like, TV, too much TV is bad for your kids. I'm like, that's my only thing saving me that right now. That is raising your children right now. <laughs> it is totally raising my children. <laughs> I'm so glad someone gave us a Disney Plus subscription for Christmas. <laughs> that was their gift to us. I'm like, that is perfect. Yeah, that's um, very good. 
that was well before this happened. Oh, but now it's hearts. like, all right. Do yeah. they have like, are they old enough to have like, you can put them in the basement or put them in their room and they can like. Uh, they're within my eyesight when oh. they're watching stuff, but okay. they're, they're generally, they'll watch their Peppa Pig marathons because on YouTube, <laughs> they just go for like 13 hours straight and they're all <laughs> short episodes. Christ. So they just like do, do, do. Is Peppa Pig British? Yeah. Are they going to start talking with a British accent? Oh, they, they have. <laughs> they can't wait. Till this is over, so we can go on holiday. <laughs> they say Father Christmas instead of Santa oh, Claus. No. Um, I did get them saying mummy instead of anything <laughs> just, else. Just to bug your wife. Yup. Uh, oh, that's good. <laughs> have you been what have you been watching to fill your hours? Um I my weird watching schedule has is the same as always, which is survivor from oh, yeah. other countries because I have nothing else to do with them. <laughs> And uh, not anything substantial. I just finished... Um, <laughs> and weird YouTube videos. Like, it's not a show so much. I tried the Tiger documentary. I watched so one episode, and I'm like, nah. It I watched gets the, crazier. I watched the McMillions one. Oh, yeah, uh, Mikey watched that. Hated that, too. Yeah, I haven't gotten around Didn't to that one. like the article better than this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just finished yesterday, um, uh, Please Like Me, which a listener recommended. Um, and it's a British... No, excuse me. It's an Australian... Um, drama comedy dramedy is the word they use and it's a lot about it's like about a kid who's in his early 20s who just came out and then the mental health issues that go in his family and like his weird group of friends who they're all kind of like a mess but doing sort of the best they can and it's extremely funny and extremely good and then it ended yesterday and I cried the way I haven't cried in a long time like in like racking socks Oh also, yesterday I had some other mental things going on, so I think this is just a bad timing. Um, right now, I'm supposed to be in Portland, surprising my best friend. Oh. Um, so that really sucks. Like, my, her wife, she didn't know. Um, my friend didn't know I was coming. Her wife texted me today, like, oh, I just got an alert that your flight is about to land. And I was oh. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I, and then I was trying to decide, either I was going to, I tried to watch Star Trek, the original one. It's kind of boring. I watched three episodes. Um, and then... I was trying to decide if I should watch like something I'd never seen before and just like dig into it or if I should, or like a lot of good series that I've been meaning to get to, or should I just start RuPaul's Drag Race from season one, episode one, cause I've never seen it, but instead I'm watching the good place for the fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We're doing our best. As long as it works. I need something new for the kids. Ugh. I'm dying. I've seen too much Peppa <laughs> and there's all the knockoffs too. Ben and Holly, which involves an elf and a bunch of little gnomes. Sure. There's um, there's so many kids shows that I'm. Is Blue's I know Clues too still much. running? No. I love uh, Blue's Clues. It as might a kid. be. They're not. They're not fans yet. Mm. Uh, let they me don't talk. Like solving <laughs> low key mysteries. <laughs> not quite. They <laughs> a just guy like on a green screen and khakis. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't gotten into that one yet. It'll happen soon. This. <laughs> let's talk about this crazy one. This story I didn't hear anything about, and one of my old writers who hadn't written for me for a long time was like, mm-hmm. I have a story. I'm like, <laughs> go on. And she put this together really quickly and it's taken off like nothing I've seen in like a year or two. Okay. But here's the background. There was a pastor named Landon Spradlin, 66. Hey, Hannah, I'm going to stop you right there. Yep. That's a fake name. That's a real name. At least make up he regular names. He is a blues musician <laughs> who's basically a Christian pastor who traveled as part of like a musical ministry. <laughs> A uh, guitarist goes around 
preaches while he's playing music. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of Facebook pictures of himself that he was in New Orleans until March 10th. New Orleans is getting hit with this yes, thing it hard. Is. And he was in a crowded square because the pictures show he was playing in front of an audience mm. of sorts uh, on February 28th. Oh, okay. This is this just is before that. This is before it was like. He said, we had an awesome Mardi Gras outreach this year. Many were touched by Jesus, dot, dot, dot. Um, and then there's also this thing on March 13th where he posts something on Facebook. March 13th. We're all on lockdown, more or less. In parts of the country on March 13th. Yeah. Some parts of it anyway. March 13th was the first day Mikey had to work from home. Okay. So like, you know, it's an issue. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It was getting real already. Yeah. And he posts the thing, which is one of those conservative memes Uh where they say like COVID-19, President Trump is dealing with that mass hysteria. President Obama, H1N1 virus, totally chill. (laughs) It's one of those things. So they get how kids talk these days. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> by and large. And basically, you can tell he doesn't take the virus seriously. Well, guess what happened to this guy? Is uh, this the guy who got it? This is the pastor who got the virus. Oh. He has now died of the virus on Wednesday. Oh, that's him? That is him. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, his family posted something, and I'm not, I'm not even mocking the guy. No, no, no. Uh, I tried. We tried to make sure on the site. We're like, we're not making fun of this guy, but it is cautionary. Yeah. He didn't care. He made bad decisions, and now he's not with us. And anyone, pastors, anybody else, like, take it seriously. Yeah. His music Facebook page said, it's with a broken heart that I announced Landon Spradlin passed away. Uh, da, da, da. We will see him again in the other side of glory. Thank you for standing with us. Okay. Yes, he's gone. Um, there is no mention in any, any of that saying, and why would there be, but saying he made bad decisions, how they could have, he could be alive had he taken this seriously. Mm -hmm. There's nothing about that. And in his defense, if he was in New Orleans in February, like that was way before we, which I know. But he stayed through the 10th and he's still gathering in large crowds well after people should know better than to gather in large crowds. So how many people did he infect, I wonder? Yeah, that's a very good question. And I don't think we'll know the answer to that because he was preaching to strangers more or less. It's not a church gathering where everyone, we kind of know who's there. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's a sad story, but also you could have seen it coming. And right. uh, while we're on that story, let me talk about this one, too. Uh, in Louisiana, I think we mentioned this guy last week. Uh, in Louisiana, there is a pastor, uh, Tony Spell, uh, Louisiana's Life Tabernacle Church. Last week, he hosted hundreds of churchgoers, and that's despite an emergency order banning large gatherings. Mm -hmm. That was maybe two weeks ago, I should say. And last weekend, the church paid for 26 buses to transport more than 1,800 people Mm. from all over Baton Rouge to the outdoor service. No. Like, no social distancing whatsoever. Nine people were baptized in water, which everyone was touching, Uh. obviously. There were no protective masks, no gloves. And this guy has said, I'm going to address, like, if they get sick. They Mm -hmm. said, what are you going to do if people get sick? I'm going to address that by laying hands on them and praying for them and depending on God to heal their bodies. He's still doing this. I mean, I again, the here's what is maybe even scarier. We don't have a count of how many people are sick or infected yet. Not even fucking close. No, and certainly not from his church. We know in Louisiana, there's like 347 cases when I, this is midweek, it's yeah. higher now. Um, 
but we have no idea how many people who have been to his services have been infected. Um, but this guy doesn't seem to want to stop, and the government doesn't really want to step in to do anything about it. It's not going to be good. We're going to, this is going to hit a fan at some point. It's not going to be good. And while we're on that subject, too, here's a similar story closer to, to our neck of the woods. Um, this is in Glenview, northern suburbs mm-hmm. of Chicago. There's a church where on March 15th, again, we're on lockdown more. I think we're on lockdown in Illinois at that point. But this guy had a speaker coming in for an event at his church. Mm, I think and, we didn't go to lockdown until the 21st. Okay. In that case, Offic- I, officially, we but were they were officially, definitely, yeah. But I know they're doing a lot of non-essential. Yes, shits. we knew what was going yes. on. He still had the event. Eighty people were there for that event, and now forty-three of the people of that eighty who showed up for that event, forty-three are sick, including the pastor. Forty-three. Ten of what? ten of them have tested positive for coronavirus, including the speaker who is now hospitalized, and most of the church hasn't been tested at all. Um, The only thing I can tell you about this is that he's kind of apologizing for it. And uh, Anthony Locascio, he basically said, we had a guest speaker, we were promoting it, we made the announcement, you know, if you're sick, stay home. We didn't know. No one knew. Well, some of us knew. Eh, Yeah, a lot of people knew. Uh, This guy just didn't care. Just here's the message to send. Listen, it's okay to skip church during a pandemic. It is always okay to skip church, but it's definitely okay to skip church right now. Mm -hmm. This guy put dozens and dozens of his own church members at risk because he was, whatever, too stubborn to say no to them. To say, you know what, stay home, we'll cancel the speaker, whatever. Yeah, I mean, As someone who is going to give speeches... During the beginning of this pandemic, right? Like I got canceled. It was the right move. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, like, we we both have professional and per- well, I have personal things. I don't know if you have any <laughs> other personal shit going on. We've and, and I don't think either of us is like a victim in any of this. No, like, you might murder. We'll try your to kids. reschedule. Yeah, I mean they'll be victims eventually. Yeah, but until but, then, but that has nothing to do with COVID. That's yeah. just your inevitable. <laughs> that shining. was going to happen no matter what. <laughs> Um, like I am missing this trip that I've been looking forward to for months. I also had a speaking engagement that was canceled. Like this sucks for everybody, but like, it's so self it's, it's (laughs) selfish. It's short sighted. It's awful. Uh, yeah, I, it, it's, it's sad. And, and, And the real problem is because we, the fact that we don't have enough tests is giving people this weird sense of, self-assurance and of like oh it's like even my folks live in wisconsin which is like 80 miles from me like let's not pretend that it's like its own island my parents are like well nobody's tested positive in wisconsin yet this is a week ago or so and i was like because nobody's been tested guys like right and they live in a community of old people it's gonna run through them like wildfire just like stds just like stds and old people Mm -hmm. it's a real problem yes Let's talk about the governors that are taking action. Jamie Pritzker. Uh, sure, but also, <laughs> uh, here's what Mississippi's governor did. Oh, no. Uh, this is Tate Reeves, who just won election in 2018 18? or 19. It was recent. Um, but anyway, what did he do this week? He spent a morning on Facebook streaming, uh, just reading from the Bible. Three Bible readings, two prayers. A statement telling God, thank you for giving leaders wis- our leaders wisdom. 
which makes you wonder who he thinks mm-hmm. our leaders are, what wisdom they have. Uh, I mean, he urged everyone to worship. He's doing it remotely, right? <laughs> like, he's not. He, by the way, here's the thing about Tate Reeves, though. In, I believe I saw this on TV, like in Tupelo, the city council said, no one gather. Canceled. Everything shut down. Mm-hmm. Tate Reeves overrode every local ordinance no. and said, we are not ordering a shutdown anywhere. And if your city did it, I'm overriding it. No. Yeah. Like they've recommended it, but he hasn't forced it. So if any bar owner or restaurant owner is like, yeah, we're open. Come in. We're open for business. They're allowed to. And which means some assholes are. I just don't. I'm having the heart. First of all. How little do you have to care about people? That's the thing is... And then you're thinking, I want to do public service. I want to help people by murdering. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my friend Anne, who is um, in in Chicago right now. And we were talking about this, because this is happening all over the country, of whether it's Trump or down to local local, uh, lawmakers, of saying, like, it's fine, don't worry about it. And it's given... Like, I'm so scared for people and i'm scared for how this thing is going to spread but it's given me this like weird libertarian bent that i've never had (laughs) that's like i'm we've given you all the information you need if you're choosing to continue to go to church or whatever fuck it do whatever the fuck you want because like i i can only give you so much information before i can't lock you in your home right and i can't like tie hand sanitizer to your hands like there there has to be a point where people are taking care of themselves and their neighbors and I'm doing my best and I think you're doing your best mm-hmm. and you're the only human person I've seen outside my husband in two weeks. And even now you're like six feet away from me. It's, yeah. it's disconcerting. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know what else to say and I don't know what else to do. And, it's, and at this point, their ignorance is hurting everybody. Yes, and, and like, It's yes, not just something that affects them. Yes. And yes, it falls to the feet of Trump and the people who are following him. But... It's sort of, it's almost like the the natural conclusion of the last five years or so of this, like, fake news, the media is lying to you, <clears throat> everything's a liberal hoax. This is all coming to a head now because now people have been trained not to listen to scientists, that experts are either biased or wrong or, like, too highfalutin to be listened to. Like, we have gotten to that point where, like, yeah, it sucked when people voted against what would probably be their best interest, or it sucked when people aren't passing climate change legislation because they don't know to take it seriously because everybody who they believe has been telling them bullshit. But now this is their lives. And I, we, we saw it with, with vaccinations. We see it with flu shots every year. People are taking their lives in their hands because some idiot with a microphone, not you and I excluded, obviously, is telling them not to worry, and this this was bound to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sad, and I'm disappointed, and I'm... I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to think when entire churches are wiped out by this. Like, wh- whose fault is that? Is that each individual person who decides to show up, or is it the priest who says, no, 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 keep coming. We're cool. Or Jesus the media, wouldn't let us do it. Or the media the- that makes up stuff about how not serious this is. Mm-hmm. I- saw Fox just fired one of their hosts who called it a hoax, um, which what? makes you wonder what are they doing with the rest of them who downplayed it forever and they, said they the exact same thing. They clearly had like a team huddle on like <laughs> the 14th and yeah. pivoted because there was a lot of like within a week people are saying like, oh, this Democratic hoax, blah, 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 blah. And then like 
we have to take this seriously. This right. is serious business. And like, I don't know, man. Who did they fire? What uh, is Trish Regan, who's what on Fox Business. Fired from Fox. That's, that's what I don't understand. Like, if they just said she wasn't getting good ratings, I get that. They didn't. They said, well, they didn't say anything. It's the only thing she did is she called it a hoax, <laughs> literally. And every, but so did Sean Hannity. But he yeah. gets ratings, so they're not going to fire him. Um, Oklahoma's governor is no better than the Mississippi one. Uh, Kevin Stitt, who is an anti-vaxxer, mm. who, when he got inaugurated last year, held an inaugural prayer service. You guys, you can run for office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, he already declared a statewide day of prayer. Oh, oh, which, good. Finally. Thanks. Yeah, now it's solved. And the numbers have dropped, yeah? Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> and then last night, he held, or at least, I don't know what his, he's saying, I didn't do this through my position as governor. He just, someone called one of the, sorry, there was a church service. (laughs) It was called Let Hope Rise, Together in Prayer for Oklahoma. The pastor whose church this took place at invited, I mean, Kevin Stitt spoke there Uh and he was introduced as, quote, the architect of the event, whatever you want to make that mean. Um, And Kevin Stitt spoke there. Not only was it live streamed, which is expected, it was aired on every major network in Oklahoma. Oh, sure. Statewide. Kevin Stitt said, I know this is an uncertain or anxious time for many Oklahomans right now. That is why I believe it is important we join together as a state and pray for God's blessing. Which, again, it's one thing for a pastor to say that. I don't need a governor saying that. You have things you could actually do. And also, the whole event is just they invited, there's a long list of the people who were speaking during this event, uh-huh. all Christians, and yet they put it... You don't fucking it, say. I know, but they put it as a together in prayer. It's not a Christian, it's a non-denominational, it's an interfaith type of, there, there are no Muslims there, there are no Hindus or Jews or anything, like they just don't matter, and even Stitt made multiple references to like our God, as if everyone believes exactly what he does. Again, this is a guy who could be doing useful stuff and isn't. And then north of the Mason-Dixon line, we have the woman in, the governor in Michigan, who's like, oh, I don't know, can we tell, I don't want to violate separation of church and state right. by telling churches they need to Means shut down. Means well and still gets it wrong. Yeah. So. This is the worst. Everything's the fucking worst. Ugh. It, it's so weird. So you mentioned Pritzker, who's the Illinois governor, yeah. who, when he was running as a Democrat in the primary, I remember plenty of people that I follow or I listen to were like, oh, it's another billionaire who wants to just buy the office. There are more progressive candidates on the Democratic primary ballot, yeah, I which is for true. This. Yeah, I think he was the more progressive Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren-esque mm-hmm. type of guy. And Pritzker won by a landslide in the primary, and then he won over the former billionaire Republican governor. But the weird thing is... Also by a landslide. Also by a landslide. Can you imagine Rauner running this Uh, state right now? We would be fucked. Yeah. Uh, And what's weird to me is, like, by and large, he's been fine. Yeah, he's been doing a perfectly serviceable job. Like his press conference. I know Cuomo gets all the attention for his press conferences, but I'm like, I've seen the local ones, too. They're fine. They're fine. He's, He's doing what he needs to do. Lori Lightfoot is doing what she needs yeah. to do. Um, like, have you seen... Um, they're not perfect. They're fine, though. Yeah. And again, in politics, it's like, oh, that was okay. Yeah, you I'll know take what? it right I'll now. take fine. Um, did you see? <laughs> there was a, a, a video of the uh, prime minister, prime minister, president, prime minister of Italy... Um, and he's like sitting in his office, talking at his like webcam, yeah. yelling at his like the yelling at Italians like, 
you, and it's and he's doing like the, the Italian <laughs> the like gestures the, you would the imagine Italian in a gesture. stereotypical yeah. yeah and he's like and it's obviously translated I do not speak Italian <laughs> shockingly but he's like I hear about people they're bringing people over to do their hair what are you doing your hair for you don't need your hair doesn't need to look good stop doing this are you guys <laughs> idiots I hear people are having people over their apartments what the fuck are you doing like so Wasn't angry who was the mayor who said something like the listen flamethrowers oh I don't know <laughs> Okay, you say there was thing. some mayor who's like, listen up, dipshits. <laughs> Stop going out. And then he posted a follow up like, I'm sorry. I let my emotions get the best of me. But also dipshits do it. Like, right. don't go out. Listen to me. I don't whatever he said was gold and it was real and it was amazing. And it's like, why is that guy not in charge of everything? Because he should be. Um, Vincent De Luca, the president of Italy's um, Campania region, issued a threat against citizens who refused to follow the country's lockdown protocol- protocols. He even went as he said, "I'm getting news that some people would like to throw graduation parties. We will send the police over with flamethrowers." <laughs> nice, so good. The other so- guy is uh, Kentucky Walton, Kentucky Mayor Gabe Brown. Listen up, dipshits and yes! sensible people. Yes! <laughs> I said that to my friend Leslie from Kentucky. I might not put you at ease like our gov- like the governor does, but I don't care. You need to realize this is a serious ordeal. So In fact, true. it's a big fucking deal. Stay at home. Take it seriously. It is here. Dot, dot, dot. Be responsible. If you don't, then screw you. Warmest regards. <laughs> and I, like, listen, I, I'm yes. not, like, cheering on martial law or whatever, <laughs> but this kind of shit makes me laugh really hard when, like, politicians drop that veneer yeah. of, like... Here's what I'm saying, and I've written all this out, and a lot of people have confirmed all the facts that I'm saying, and everybody test grouped it, and yeah, versus like I will send the police; they'll have fucking flamethrowers, <laughs> motherfuckers. Have yes. fun. You I light appreciate your motorboards the on fire. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, we just got news right before Hammond got here. Yeah. My mayor uh, of Aurora and the police chief of Aurora both have it. Boris Johnson has it. Rand Paul has it. I'm not. Sometimes, sometimes karma. I'm not proud of this, but I got the push alert and I did like a yell laugh when I saw it. And I'm not proud of that. And then I sent it to everyone. (laughs) Yeah, I sent it to my friend and my friend Leslie who lives in Kentucky. And they were both like, I'm so sorry. I laughed really loud. I was like, okay, as long as I'm not the only horrible person I know. Oh my goodness. It's. It's so like I don't know what else to do. I'm so scared and nervous. And the thing is, right now, that I keep thinking like I need to do something. I need to help somehow. But the most help any of us can do is just stay home, you know, and not Mm -hmm. do anything. And like that's us being heroes. Is me drinking wine and watching a good place. Is me really saving the world. Thank you for saving the world more than some of these pastors are. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, One more story from me about. The uh, the White House Bible study, because it exists. Still? Yeah. Uh, Ralph Drollinger, uh, he's the head of Capital Come Ministries. No, I hate fake names. Yep. Uh, he's Drollinger. the guy. He's, he basically runs the congressional Bible study. He's like a Raul Dahl villain. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he always, he's a conservative Christian who mm-hmm. hosts these things that several high-ranking people attend. Mm-hmm. And he put out a... a a report of sorts. It's God judging America today. And I don't know when he wrote it, but he definitely released it now. Whoops. And among the things that he says is he's like, why are bad things happening? And who does he blame? 
for COVID and everything else. Uh-huh. He basically says God is mad at us for, you know, all the sins. And uh-huh. among those sure, sins, sure, sure. there quote, quote, uh, proclivity toward lesbian and homosexuality. <laughs> In a blog post, he added, uh, God is sowing and reaping wrath. Oh, um, he also said America and other countries of the world are reaping what China has sown due to their leaders' recklessness and lack of candor and transparency, mm-hmm. which again, you can criticize China, but the virus is here. What are you going to do? Yeah. You, blaming China doesn't solve the problem. No, but it's good for racists who want to be it racist. It is. God, I have gotten those comments oh, online. Yeah. And I'm like, do I want to argue with you? No. I, mean, I actually got one from someone I, I don't know, but I kind of know the online persona and I'm like... God, you're supposed to be one of the same ones. He's like, I will call it the Wuhan virus. I'm like, do I have to explain basic racism to you? Uh, I and then it, I just don't respond. My um, oh, I, I'm sorry. Oh. He also oh, yeah. <laughs> blamed environmentalists. This is Drollinger again. Oh, environmentalists. What do we do? Uh, I don't know. And atheists because there is a small minority of individuals who are grossly disobedient to Ooh. God. Too many of the unfaithful have been allowed by the faithful to gain high positions of influence in the culture. Like who? Who's the highest ranking atheist? There's one congressman and there's like 400 Christians, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's the guy who runs the Bible study that Mike Pence and Pompeo and other people attend. That's neat. That's neat and good. Um... Across uh, the ocean in Romania, there is a priest, uh, excuse me, a group of Orthodox priests who continue to give communion in Romania using one spoon that was shared among the huge crowd of people. So that's cool. Um, Many priests have not understood what this is about. And uh, this is uh, Bogdan uh, Tanas. He's the head of Romania's Doctors' Alliance. Many priests have not understand, understood what this is about, and given the fact that they don't have an order from the patriarch to proceed as usual, it will have an impact if you have 100 people. The prob- probability that one is infected is high, so keep your eye on that. Finally, speaking of racism, um, Republican County Commissioner Marvin Rodriguez. That's a pair of names that mm-hmm. you haven't heard together much. Um he said that uh, the coronavirus is not serious in Kansas because the state does not have a lot of Chinese people. Uh-huh. I'm just going to go ahead and read this quote. It's pretty good. And by good, I mean nightmare fuel. I know that other people are having a great problem. And someone reminded me that in Italy, they have a lot of garment people there. Fashionists. Uh, <laughs> and they have a tremendous That's amount not of... not what they were saying. Yeah, um, fashionist is not a real word. It definitely has the sick after. Fascist, and he's like, fashionists. Because it's garment people, fashionists. Uh They have a tremendous amount of Chinese there, and that's where a lot of it started. So we don't necessarily have any Chinese people, but I think the board would like to make sure we're on top of it, and the board will decide on that part. God. This is the. Okay, (sighs) since some of the racists need advice here. This is why you don't call it the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus because mm-hmm. there are people who are racist and dumb uh-huh. who are like, well, it only, it like, then let's blame all the Chinese people. It's the same thing as, oh, let's blame all Muslims after 9-11. Right. It's like, that, they not Muslims, are not... Brown people. Just brown people in general because Muslims, you don't have time to slice and dice brown people. <laughs> no, it's just brown people. It's like, yeah, no, it's a specific group of people who did that thing 
Not everybody else. Right. So stop blaming all of them. They had nothing to do with it. And when you call it something stupid like Islamic terrorism, Mm -hmm. you are suggesting that anyone who follows the faith is part of the problem. No, they're not. And when you call it the Chinese virus, you assume anyone who's Chinese is either whatever can get it or had something to do with it or whatever. Personally brought it over from where they grew up in like Detroit. And it's wrong. Yeah, and pe- there have been, like, an uptick in reports that of was hate crimes against... I'm sorry. The person who sent me that message uh-huh. is like, I can call it that because it originated in China. And I'm like, no one's disagreeing yeah. with you. What are we arguing about? Then I realized I'm breaking my own rule in talking to this person. Oh, that's on you. Yeah, Never respond to comments. Anyway. Um, yeah, like, that's the thing. It's like, well, technically, it's from China or it's from Wuhan, like... Okay, cool. How are you being helpful by calling? Like, this is the fight that you want to fight right now, not, like, try to do your best to mitigate some of the risk against Asian-American people who are just walking around living their lives. And, like, literally somebody in Naperville got attacked for being having the gall to be Asian. <sighs> anyway, um, that's all I have. Is that all you had? That's enough. Um, you can always email us at friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. Um, actually, let me check on our reviews because we yes. might be send up us the at reviews. You number. can find uh, me at Hammett Meta on the Twitters. Uh-huh. I'm uh huh. At Blueberry B L U E B U R I E. Okay, we're at 748 ratings, which I said 750, but I do want to read the most recent one. Yes. Because the title is oh, it's very long. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Need some work. Ooh. Three stars. Ooh. I appreciate Hammett's intelligence, and he brings interesting well research news stories to the table. But I also find him impersonal and un- oh, it's digging on you, not me. That's oh. fun. Um, imper- impersonal, <laughs> impersonal, and uninteresting at times. As next Christian, both hopes seemed uninformed or on current Christian mindsets and culture. And worse, a lack of compassion for those still in the fold. They often cover radicals and talked about blah, blah blah. I like Jessica's personality, and I feel like we would be friends, but her and Hammond don't have a lot of chemistry, and they just seem divided <laughs> on vision for the show. <laughs> oh my god thank you for listening yeah there's so much more but it's funny because usually the only thing people say nice about me is that we have good chemistry <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry bud three stars that's fine I mean I had to know that was coming when I asked for reviews yeah go on iTunes review it I read almost all of them and if they're mean <laughs> I definitely read them to my husband and laugh about them um, anyway um Oh, you know what? I um, just today, speaking of ex Christians, um, uh, Fanta is a podcast I've talked about before. It's two um, uh, podcasters who are black and queer um, and talk about things that they are fans of but might be problematic. So Tyler Perry is one, one um, thing. And uh, oh, Christ, I forgot his name. What's the guy from Jumanji, the short comedian? black guy Kevin Hart Kevin Hart thank you I did not think you were going to come through on that one All right, you're welcome um, but today they did one about gospel music so they brought another friend and they all kind of grew up in the gospel church and talked about their growth through Christianity when they realized that they were queer or gender nonconforming and what that meant and why they still have this emotional attachment to gospel music and it still affects them and what the, anyway it's it's definitely worth listening to if you are kind of if you're anybody and also if you can relate to that of well i hate I, you know i'm not christian anymore but i still like x um so hopefully we should be able to keep doing this i don't know if we need to start making a plan for if we have to record separately or something but i Bye. genuinely have no idea how to do that 
we were just taught during the show, I think. Um, yeah, uh, leave us a review, um, donate to Patreon, check out this dumb miniseries I'm doing with my husband where we just yell about movies that we watched, and uh, that's it. We'll, we'll see you next week. Stay safe. Bye.